All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the first ever Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. I'm your host, William Spicer. Thanks for coming in today, guys. Uh, have a great show ahead today for you. Uh, first, we're going to go through the first round of the uh, startup draft, talk about each pick. Uh, after that, we'll talk about the draft in a little more detail before we end the show talking about our 1 through 10 rankings of the league. You'll be hearing lots of thoughts from both of us. Uh, so, Spicer, let's get it started. Talk about Mr. Wyatt Keener's number one overall pick, Patrick Mahomes. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a very good pick. Um, you know, just so the listeners at home know, this pick was just like a completely randomized snake draft to for this first overall pick. So that's right. There's no there's no rhyme or reason, just chance. Uh, so Pat Mahomes goes off the board first thing. It's pretty solid pick. You know, in terms of longevity, uh, running backs we normally go early rounds in single season drafts come off the board there. Um. But to have your number one QB locked up for potentially like 10 to 15 years, barring any horrific injury, coming off a Super Bowl win, probably going to be breaking records left and right throughout his career. That team is also set up around him as very young and just going to get better. So seems like a solid pick to me at the number one spot. Couldn't agree more. I think this was the obvious choice here. Uh, if you're listening from outside the league, something important to keep in mind here is that we do start two quarterbacks in this league. So uh, we're going to show some preferential treatment to our quarterbacks. And obviously this guy right here is the number one. Uh, he's 24 years old, coming uh, out of just three years in the league. His second year, we all know what he did. MVP season, uh, 50 touchdown passes. Last year, uh, even with the injury, still had a great year. Uh, I think he's got a really good core of uh, skill players built around him. Uh, we'll talk about some of them very shortly, <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah, couldn't agree more. Patrick Mahomes. Spicer, why don't you uh, lead us off next with the second pick? So the next pick... Uh, coming in at number two overall is going to be Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. So the right-hand man catching all those touchdown passes from Pat Mahomes. Uh, I think this is a very bad pick. Very big reach to go second overall. Um, not only because it would just takes one slant across the middle to end his career, but also he hits his children and like has some <laughs> domestic issues. So oh. I am glad to not be heading up that guy putting my stamp of approval on him, but you know, I could be proven wrong. I, uh, it's tough to hear. Uh, it's tough to hear for Rob Griffith, but I'm going to even take it a step further than you did and say that this is actually the worst pick in the entire draft. <laughs> Already at number two. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to spoil anything uh, for the rest of the podcast, but as far as value goes, I, I truly think that I will, I'll say what you said. I could be proven wrong, but with Tyree kill, um, you know, he's still a young kid. He's going to have several more good seasons in the league. If <clears throat> this is a big, if he doesn't do anything else off the field to get him uh, suspended, have any other issues, uh, four years in the 26 year old, like I said, he's got plenty of time left ahead of him. I do think he's going to, uh, put together some great seasons, but he's just not, you know, he's not a big receiver. He's five ten. Uh, typically you don't see, uh, you know, five ten, hundred and eighty 180 pound receivers have long tenured careers in the NFL, but it's a new NFL. Uh, we're seeing different rules. Receivers are protected more than they ever have been in the past. So, who knows? Maybe uh, Rob knows something we don't. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, just absolutely shocked here that uh, this was uh, 
Tyreek Hill. Yeah, interesting you bring up the 5'10", too, because most of the receivers that are like that shorter receiver tend to be like possession receivers, and Tyreek is pretty much exclusively like based around his speed. And so as he gets older, his I don't think he's going to be able to play the possession game like a Wes Welker or like a Julian Edelman can. Yeah, and you know, maybe uh, five years from now, we're sitting here saying, wow, I can't believe we doubted his ability to uh, play out of the slot. He might age really well. You know, you see a guy like, uh, not the same body build, but a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, you know, built a really long career moving uh, inside uh, and and taking those shorter routes. Uh, So who knows? Uh, It's not... You know, the end of the world, I think uh, Rob can recover uh, with other picks in this draft, but uh, just kind of a head scratcher for me. Um, So with that, I'll move on to the third pick, which was myself. Uh, I took Saquon Barkley. Um, Didn't really hesitate on this one very long. Uh, Pretty much the second I saw Tyreek Hill fly off, I was overjoyed to be able to press draft on on Mr. Barkley. Um, Really, the only other name I was considering was uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, And the reason I I took Barkley over him, frankly, was... uh, if it was a one or two year league, probably would have taken McCaffrey. Uh, but unfortunately, or fortunately, maybe for me, it's a, it's a dynasty league. So I'm, I'm getting this guy for his whole career. I think Daniel Jones showed some promise uh, down the stretch of the season. Uh, you know, he had some rough moments, but overall, I think him and Barkley could uh, put together a good little team up in New York. And let's talk about small guys. McCaffrey, a uh, small guy. Uh, we'll talk about him here in a second as well. But I, I'd rather have the, um, you know, the big old, 233 pound Barkley running it up the middle, uh, giving him all day. Yeah. Saquon's a, you know, I think I would have probably been the same. Like, who do you go for? Uh, Saquon's, uh, he's also just the entire Giants offense right now, right? Like, and the Panthers, McCaffrey's also kind of doing that. But I think Saquon's even more relied upon than even Christian McCaffrey. Also, like, the, my biggest fear with him, though, was just his injuries. Like, I think this last season was really disappointing, not even from a production in games he played, but in like a like your best abilities availability sort of way. So that's like my biggest concern. Like if I was drafting there, that would have been probably been my biggest concern. Yeah, and I I, I think that's fair. Uh, I think one thing I, I actually owned Saquon at one point in another dynasty league, ended up trading him off uh, when he got hurt, um, and you know I was actually shocked and ultimately disappointed. I traded him away because. He showed just incredible, um, just his physique. The way he was able to come back from that injury so quickly uh, was huge. So, um, so on to number four, Christian McCaffrey. I kind of already uh, spoiled why I didn't draft him there. Um, we're a little concerned about his usage. I think he's used a ton. I just think with as uh, small as he is, you know, barely over two hundred pound guy, I think he's going to get run into the ground. You don't have Cam Newton there anymore. Um, so that's why I took Barkley, but obviously can't say enough about McCaffrey. What he did last year was truly incredible. The amount of points he scored was ungodly. Um, you know, a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing. You're not going to see that very often ever again. Uh, love McCaffrey. Yeah, it's hard to argue. I think taking him at, at four is probably one of the better value picks overall. Like just the fact that he slid outside the top three. I think in the top, like even that one spot feels like a massive gap that someone got a steal for with Aaron there at the fourth pick. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, I think, again, this is caused from uh, the Tyree Kill uh, early pick. Um, you got those two uh, running backs slipping down a bit. Number five, uh, lead us off with your thoughts on Lamar Jackson. Man, uh, a gutsy pick, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this team in general, but I had that saying for most of this team's picks with Colton. But, I mean, it's hard to <laughs> look at 
a man who completed over 65% of his passes, 3,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Huge, just like ability to manage the ball with a pass rating of 113 over the entire season. Just, it's hard to not pick him up, especially at his age. Like, and the and again, the team around him also only going to be getting better, more than likely. So, um, I like it. I think, I think though that what you could have gotten in this round could have been better, right? Like, Lamar's probably more of a eight to twelve pick in my book. Um, but it's not too much of a reach, and if that's who you want, I think it's probably worth it. Yeah, again, with the two-quarterback league, I think um, <clears throat> you're going to – only time will tell on how we value quarterbacks in this league. Uh, I think uh, my other two QB league, uh, in the beginning, we undervalued them. Uh, so if that's the case here, then maybe this is a great pick. Uh, if not, um, then Colton will find out. But, you know, for me, obviously, I have a interesting relationship with Lamar <laughs> Jackson as a fan. Uh, he was the quarterback for my rival team, the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, one of my proudest moments as a Kentucky fan was watching him fumble in his Heisman year uh, to give us a, a huge upset victory and keep them out of the playoff. But all that aside... I actually have grown to love Lamar in the league. Uh, love watching him. Definitely support him. Uh, he's, you know, 23 years old, I think. Uh, it's a very similar trajectory to uh, to Pat Mahomes' MVP second year. Uh, we'll see what he does from there. But w- with what he can do on the ground, uh, haven't seen anything like him since Michael Vick. Uh, great pick, Colton. On to number six, uh, Colton's brother, Brady Hyen, selected Michael Thomas, which was uh, the second receiver off the board, but the first receiver in a lot of the rankings. Uh, What do you think about Michael Thomas? I think he's a good pick there. I think, you know, New Orleans is a pretty safe team to go for, like, picking playmaking players. You know, he's a 6'3 guy. He's a little bit older than maybe some other, like, fun receiver picks, but at that size, he probably has... He's probably the most likely besides another pick later in this round to have like that Larry Fitzgerald type of career where they can, even as they get older, still be very productive. So I think it's a good solid like long term pick and will pay off in the short run, too. Yeah, uh, I would I don't really have much to add because that's about exactly what I would say. Love Michael Thomas. Haven't really had the chance to own him myself in many fantasy leagues. I've always wanted to, but just never been in a, a draft position where I was able to grab him. Uh, definitely my top receiver uh, on the board. So I think uh, Brady made out really well here, getting him all the way down at number six. And this is a PPR league starting three wide receivers. Uh, so it's always nice to have the top one. Yeah. And also, I mean, the cell phone celebration goes down in history as legendary. So got to give oh, him yeah. props for that. Absolutely wins points for me. Number seven, uh, we've got a new position here. Our first tight end, Travis Kelsey, uh, which is going to be interesting to see. As we know in this league, this is a tight end premium. So we're going to get 1.5 points per reception from the tight end position, giving them a slight boost over their other uh, receiving positions. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, getting a little aged. Um, but again, when you have a tight end, a weapon like that associated with Patrick Mahomes, even at 30 years old, uh, Kelsey's got several more years ahead of him to put up huge numbers. Um, you know, scored the, scored a big touchdown in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, kind of a crazy personality. Uh, I like Kelsey a lot. Um, I knew he was going to go in the first round, but I'm, I'm just glad I'm not the one to take him there. Yeah. I think this is actually probably like a stats pick more like a, in the sense of like so last year everyone sort of went ballistic with like 
Michael Thomas having 149 receptions. If we were to like take that tight end premium and like multiply it at, out, Travis Kelsey would have had 146. So like we're talking about someone who probably, if you're putting it in that realm, fits in pretty nicely. You know, he's targeted heavily, catches almost everything. He he's a solid one. He, and he is 30, but when you have Pat Mahomes back there, Kelsey could have another solid three or four seasons in him. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've seen other uh, Chiefs tight ends have long, uh, long careers in the past. So even as just a big-bodied dude, maybe he can uh, channel his inner Tony Gonzalez and have a nice career there with uh, Mr. Mahomes. Up next, we have at number eight, uh, Miss Katie Witham selected uh, newly traded DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think of Mr. Hopkins? Man, what a... What a tough one to pick, right? Like he's an obvious like perennial first second rounder even in non-keeper leagues. So, and but going to a new team, it's just you never know how they're going to end up using him. He's getting older. Um at the same time though, again, talk about a a guy who just manages to always find the ball up high in the red zone. Probably going to be if I would imagine anything, it would be a lower yardage production coming forward, but still a ton of targets, ton of red zone targets especially. So I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be like an easy safety net at his new team. Yeah, I think that's that's great. Uh, I think, you know, I love this pick, actually. I'm just going to say, Katie, great job here. I think uh, Hopkins would have been my second receiver to come off. And I think that the distance between him uh, and the next couple guys with Hill and Adams uh, is enough to justify his his status here at number eight. Uh, still some good running backs to come after this that we'll talk about here in a second. But uh, if Hopkins and Murray can figure it out, you know, Hopkins is, is young enough that he's got a, a young QB. Uh, they could really do something special down in Arizona. So speaking of those uh, running backs, um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy that we're here at pick number nine before we get to our third running back. And that is Mr. Zeke, Zeke Elliott going to Noah Moyers. Uh, tell me about Zeke. Yeah, Zeke coming off of that odd contract negotiation, working out all over the world, it seemed like. Goodness. Um, comes back, plays, still very productive. Uh, I think it's a good pick for, I mean... He's sitting there at ninth. You almost have to take him. I mean, the guy's averaged almost 100 yards a game that he's played. You know, look at, you know, he pushes almost 2,000 total yards every season. Like, solid pick as long as he stays healthy and stays in the coaches and ownerships, good graces, and stays out of trouble. So, yeah, I think uh, Zeke and PPR last year maybe had one game under 10 points uh, against, you know, good Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, just a solid, solid dude, 24 years old, uh, big running back. Um, you know, Zach, Dak Prescott is uh, going to be uh, in Dallas a little bit, it looks like. So I think uh, as long as he's got Dak there, um, you like to see some growth out of uh, Michael Gallup uh, on the outside to give uh, Zeke some room. But I think this is a great pick. Uh, I think maybe even a bit of a steal uh, down at number nine. And number 10 in the final pick of the first round, we have you, Spicer, taking Alvin Kamara. Tell me about why you took Alvin Kamara here. Yeah, so so because I was going on the snake, I pretty much, my my next pick and this pick are sort of like interchangeable. So there wasn't anything special about me taking him over the, the next running back I took. Just took Alvin Kamara, I think, with 
uh, Teddy Bridgewater being out, Taysom Hill probably not going to be in the game quite as much as the backup doing all of his shenanigans. So going to lean more heavily again on Alvin Kamara to like be doing some of those things Taysom Hill was doing out of the backfield, catching the ball, like some plays that were being designed to like be a little more trickery. Uh, we'll go back to him. And I mean, he's, he, he doesn't have, he's still young, doesn't have a lot of wear on the tires considering he didn't really even play too terribly much his, like he was splitting time for other parts of his season. So relative to other running backs, he's not quite as beat up. So. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Um, kind of burst onto the scene uh, towards the end of his rookie year, sharing time with Mark Ingram, uh, a Tennessee kid that uh, people still to this day talk about how horrible of a job Butch Jones did <laughs> using that guy. Um, you know, you saw what he could do in the NFL, didn't see nearly that much production in college. Uh, I love Kamara, another player uh, actually similar to Michael Thomas's teammate that I've never had the pleasure of owning in, in a fantasy league, but uh, always admired him. I think he's a great player and uh, a great pick here uh, with the fourth running back all the way down at uh, pick number 10. So <clears throat> that's going to wrap up uh, round one for us. We walked through you uh, one picks one through 10 there. Uh, hope you enjoyed what we had to say. Uh, now we're going to get into a little more detail. Uh, we're going to talk about just the first six rounds, not pick by pick, but just kind of highlighting. Each of us are going to highlight uh, some picks that we really liked, just some of our favorite picks uh, for whatever reason. Um, Spicer, you want to start us out? What's something you uh, liked here? Yeah, so so one pick I really liked was Juju Smith-Schuster, third round. He was the sixth pick of that round. So go, coming in at, what, 24th overall? Um He's going to be having Big Ben coming back, coming off of like a pretty lackluster year last year, but I think he fell off pretty far and could be just as good, if not better in the long run, especially than some players like Mike Evans and even DeAndre Hopkins, potentially Stephon Diggs, Kenny Galladay, who went before him. So I remember thinking that, that I thought that was a really good snag there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He was actually on my short list to talk about here. Um, you know, going into startup drafts at the, uh, last year, Juju was actually heralded as a top 10 pick, I believe. And the, the one I did, he was the, maybe the 10th or 11th overall pick in the whole draft. Um, so, you know, you have to wonder how much of his fall here to the third round has to do with Big Ben being out or, you know, did Juju not uh, make as much progress as we thought. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think a lot of that goes to him having to play with uh, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph as his quarterbacks. Um, I, I think this is a huge steal. Uh, I almost took him for my third round pick, but I didn't. Um, so I, I think this is huge. Um, my p- pick here is actually going to be a tight end. One of my favorite picks of this draft was George Kittle. Uh, he was taken at the second pick of the third round uh, by Rob Griffith. Uh, so I've got to throw a bone here here to Rob after I gave him a hard time about Tyree Kill. Uh, I think he made up a lot of uh, lost value with this pick. Um, you, you saw Travis Kelsey uh, go seventh overall. Uh, no one took... Uh, another tight end until the third round. Uh, in my opinion, I think George Kittle is the number one tight end for fantasy. Uh, sorry, for dynasty. Uh, he's a lot younger than Kelsey. Uh, he's tied to a great offense. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's got Jimmy Jimmy G out there three years into the league. Um, and uh, I, think he's a, I think he's awesome. I like him as a person, like him as a pick. Good job, Rob. Yeah, any, uh, any picks that you thought to yourself like, man, stretch there this early in the, in the draft. Uh, I did actually. Uh, my biggest uh, reach pick in the first six rounds was Chris Carson uh, to cap off the fourth round here uh, by Wyatt Keener. Uh, 
this pick really blew my mind. I thought there was several other running backs that were better than Carson that were still available. Uh, Melvin Gordon hadn't been taken yet. Uh, Kenyon Drake hadn't been taken yet. Even uh, on Johnson and Todd Gurley that went two rounds later. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Carson. I think he just kind of uh, plows into the line, falls forward for a few yards. Uh, and even at the end of the season, you know, there was a lot of a uh, resurgence there by Rashad Penny, uh, who ended up on my team. But even with outside of that, I think uh, that's not a just a full workhorse that he got there in the fourth round pick. It was his only running back uh, that he had taken at that point, and he had to do it, but I don't like the pick. All right. Well, I had a couple of uh, of picks, mostly around centering around quarterbacks that I thought were kind of reaches. And they almost all came in like, that fourth or fifth round like turn so like josh allen going before carson wentz jimmy g aaron Rodgers, drew Brees. even as a young guy like buffalo is just seems like one of those places where offense goes to die like mm. it just never seems like it works out there um so that was one and then baker mayfield coming in at you know 57th overall again with Rodgers still on the board drew Brees. Uh, just felt like some some quarterback reaches, especially that early. It feels like if you're going to go there, you need to get someone who's almost surefire. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely agree with you on Josh Allen. Uh, I picked uh, Carson Wentz uh, about four picks after that, and I was happy to be able to pick Wentz over Allen. Um, so that was good for me. Uh, Mayfield, I, I I don't know, may push back on you there some. I, I'm, I don't hate that pick as much, especially uh, you saw a bit of a run of quarterbacks there in a few picks. Um, and I think, you know, you probably saw Ryan there staring down at uh, Mayfield, Rogers, Breeze, um, and he's, he took the youngest guy available. Um, so I, I don't fault him too much there. Um, but you got to, you know, wonder if he could have waited and, and picked up uh, Sam Darnold on the way back. So, well, there's uh, just a quick little look there at some picks that we liked, some picks that we disliked in the middle rounds. Um, and now we're just going to spend a, maybe a minute or two more here discussing just generically the rest of the ra- of the rounds here, round seven through 29. Uh, anything that you, uh, any hidden gems you, you liked down at the end there, Spicer? Um, let's see. In the 13th round, I really liked Sterling Shepard by Colton Hyen picking there. Uh, the whole Giants wide, wide receiver core, I think, was pretty, like, uh, suppressed due to, like, quarterback change and, like, young quarterback. But And Saquon, like, being hurt for part of the season. But once they can start pounding the rock, hitting the play-action pass again, like... I think that most of the Giants receivers have a pretty good chance of breaking out. So really liked that pick. Um, that I think that was one of the ones I remember thinking like, man, that's a solid one. Yeah, I, uh, I like Sterling Shepard a lot. I think uh, he's got, if he could stay healthy, I think him and uh, Daniel Jones could have a good connection. He has some injury troubles. Uh, for, for mine that I liked in the later rounds, it's actually another 13th round pick. And it's Daryl Henderson. Uh, that was the first pick of the 13th round by uh, Wyatt Keener. Uh, you know, we obviously we saw Todd Gurley get released by the Rams. Um, so far, they haven't signed anybody. We'll see if they pick up another running back in the draft. I kind of think that they will. Um, uh, you know, Daryl Henderson's not a huge running back like Gurley. He's he's actually 5'8". He's kind of a short guy, but he's he's got some weight on him, 208. Just a, an absolutely stunning player out of Memphis. Um, didn't show much last year, um, but I kind of have a, a, a thought that, um, you know, you might see uh, him get the keys to the Rams' uh, backfield. Yeah, I could see that. And if he does, it's a really... Getting a starting running back on a team that's been successful 
pretty good to steal in the 13th round. Absolutely. Is there anything uh, down here that you thought uh, was it was a bad pick towards the end? It's always hard to know because you start <laughs> everything starts to blur together. Um, so it's a lot of a lot of people took sort of like flyer picks or handcuffs. Uh, you know, I think I think more. It's you know, I think it's more about for me in there, which we'll talk about in a later episode about how you manage picking your your rookie draft position mm. and where that yeah. ended up coming. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, there's not too much here that's sticking out to me. Um, <clears throat> if I had to, to stretch for something, um, I might say, you know, I'm not a big fan of how uh, high up uh, Katie took Ben Roethlisberger, another 13th round pick. Um, not sure how much big Ben has left in the tank. Uh, may just be a year you get there uh, for that quarterback. Uh, when you still had a guy like Kirk Cousins on the board, uh, I probably would have gone with him there. But uh, he dropped to you, and that's good for you, Spice. So <laughs> what can you say? Well, I think that's going to wrap up the first half of the show. Uh, what we're going to do now is uh, we're about to move into our rankings. Um, but before we do that, just want to point out, uh, we did have one trade uh, go down during this draft. I was hoping for more personally. I sent out a few offers uh, publicly in the in the in the draft rooms and also privately. Uh, ended up sending my fourth round pick, uh, which is the second round of the fourth round, uh, over to Colton Hyen for uh, for Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, he's a starting quarterback, and when I saw he was still on the board, I really wanted to move up. Uh, it was only uh, you know. A fourth round pick. I, I have no idea what that's going to be. It's easy for me to say, uh, let's gonna, let's let that go. Uh, it is a high pick, and so I think Colton uh, bit at it because of that. You know, it's the thirty second overall pick in the rookie draft. Uh, a lot of talent uh, going to be in this draft, uh, but worth it for for a starting QB. Uh, and that was my fourth QB I took. Uh, Spicer, did you have any near um, near trades go through on draft day? A couple of near trades. Thought about trading up. Uh, especially when the run of quarterbacks started happening, was afraid potentially to get stuck without any solid starters. Uh, didn't really work out. Couldn't get the get the trade done in time before the pick that I wanted was already uh, chosen by the team. So some near misses for me. We even talked a little bit about that that rookie trade, but Colton hopped on it quickly, and you got yourself starting quarterback. So no harm, no foul. We all I have all my rookie picks. I'm feeling good. I and I didn't really want need that. So all good. Yeah, I, I, we did have a little messaging there. Um, be curious. Uh, one thing we want to do on this podcast is bring on each uh, manager for a time uh, between now and the start of the season to talk about their team, talk about their draft. And I already have some rumors going that there was a, a very close call on a trade between uh, Mr. Keener and Mr. Aaron Park. So I look forward to uh, diving into that. Oh, boy. Well, I believe uh, we have just... Uh, a few minutes left on the podcast and so we want to use them by going through our top 10 rankings uh so what we're going to do is we're going to start at number 10 and we're going to alternate uh both of us talking about our top 10s and we're going to go up from 10 to 1 uh talking about who we like so spicer why don't you kick us off who is your 10th and last place ranked team in this league i'm so sorry he's become a little bit of the whipping boy on this on this podcast so far but it's got to go to rob griffith at mm. number 10 uh mostly it's because when i when i look at that when i look at the starting quarterbacks i have my pick between mitchell trubisky josh allen sam darnold or the red-headed wonder andy dalton not a lot of not a lot of uh 
success bred through any of those teams at the quarterback position. I don't really trust many of them to pick it up this season. I think that the cast around them, even if they are good, is mediocre at best. Uh, the Tyreek Hill at first pick is his shining star and George Kittle in that third round. Other than that, though, I would say that not a lot of super just shining spots there for me. Well, I'm glad that we have a disagreement <coughs> already uh, starting us off here. Uh, Rob is not my 10th. My 10th is unfortunately Katie Witham. Um Katie, I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of uh, several of your picks here. I did commend your uh, first round pick, but after that, I just a lot of question marks here. Um, everyone knows my uh, distrust of Derrick Henry. Not sure how he's going <laughs> to hold up. He uh, does not have a fast three cone drill. He is not sold. He does not have a fast three cone drill. I've been preaching this. Uh, Stefan Diggs going to a new team to join Josh Allen. Love Diggs as a player. I think he's a great route runner. Um, just Buffalo offense, just bleh, don't don't want to touch it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, and Ben Roethlisberger are her three quarterbacks, and this is why she's ranked here. I know you mentioned uh, the quarterback rankings there for Rob being a problem for you, um, but the good thing is his quarterbacks are all young, and these are uh, not only are they three old quarterbacks. Cam Newton isn't a, on a team right now; he doesn't have a job, um, and so we're looking at you know Aaron Rodgers in the twilight of his career, Ben Roethlisberger looking down. And then really here, the reason that Katie is number 10 for me is that after about round 14 or 15, you just started to see a lot of old guys uh, join the squad. Um, you got Emmanuel Sanders, Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Randall Cobb, who I love, um, Deion Lewis, Jalen Richard, uh, Danny Amendola, Kyle Rudolph, a lot of age here, uh, which is, you know, it's a strategy. Uh, this is a dynasty league, and I, I think that could come back to bite Katie, but I do have a big asterisk on this team, and it's this. If I'm once again proven wrong by Derrick Henry, if Diggs figures it out, and if Rodgers and Cam Newton can can get this together, then she's got a scary team for a year or two. Uh, Mark Ingram had a great season in Baltimore. If he can stay healthy at his old age, he's going to do great. Devontae Parker's showed some uh, promise in Miami. Uh, and Darren Waller is one of my favorite tight ends in the league. So um, this is not a punishment, Katie. Uh, I think you have a good team, and I think you've got a shot at the title in year one, uh, but I'm worried about your future. Side note, do you know that I uh, played high school ball against Randall Cobb? I have happened to have heard that before. Uh, love Randall Cobb, as you know, big what, Kentucky Wildcat. What an incredible man. What an incredible, incredible man. I got to shake his hand wearing football pads. Amazing. That is now, truly amazing. I also want to throw a little bit more, uh, just a little a little more dissent in here. It seems that uh, Katie has already even named Aaron Rodgers overrated, so it seems that She's already having some <laughs> some controversy with her own quarterback. Yeah, you know, and I, I think she actually, I will have to uh, commend her on the Rodgers pick because at the time, uh, the other QBs on the board uh, were iffy at best. Um, so I think she got some value in where she got Rodgers, but I just think she should have gone with another QB earlier on. Um, so let's go on to our ninth spots. I'm going to go first because my number nine is Rob Griffith, who you've already talked about some. Uh, so I won't take too much time here. I've got a lot of the same issues as you. I've talked about my distaste uh, of the Tyree Kill pick. Uh, I do like George Kittle. Um, but you've got to look at the quarterback situation. Is it going to pay off in year one? I'm not sure. Um, this team is strange. I think uh, it has a potential and it all depends to me on what he's going to do with that number three overall pick in the rookie draft. If he were able to get um, a 
a Travis Etienne or whoever, however you say his name, if he goes to a good spot, he gets a good running back to go alongside Leonard Fournette or Devin Singletary. um, Then he's got a real threat in the flex spot. Um, Or, you know, he, he, maybe he gets Tua and uh, he has a a surefire guy to, uh, to pair along one of those other quarterbacks and he trades one of those other young quarterbacks off for a running back. He's got options. Um, and he, he does have some interesting players on this team, but he also has Devonta Freeman, uh, who he, he used a high draft pick on. It doesn't even have a team right now and is, is getting old. So love you, Rob. Um, wish you the best. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of things I already talked about. So my, my, uh, number nine is actually Mr. Brady. So, Brady easily probably has the best wide receiver core, but that and they are young to to middle of their careers, so that's solid. But the the problem is for me all of the other spots. So at quarterback we have Jameis without a team, Derek Carr in Las Vegas, uh, Ryan Tannehill coming off of that impressive like really turnaround of the Tennessee Titans this year, but I am still just not sold on him being able to do it another season i could be totally wrong there i hope i am and then ryan fitzpatrick down in miami just not not a lot of pillars of of quarterback play there but but where it really gets me is that running back melvin gordon to a new team philip Lindsay, his the other running back for them mm. um evan ingram as his tight end who's sort of had that injury plague following him around james white going into new england could be a sneaky pick depending on how new england goes but I just don't I don't see a lot of really top end like blow me away skill on his team. Yeah, um I'm actually gonna just jump right in here and talk to you with about Brady's team because Brady is my number eight. So uh we do have some similarities here with uh two of our bottom three being the same. Uh again, can't say enough about the strength of this wide receiver core. Really impressive. Uh three of the best receivers in the league are all on this team. Um uh, but like you said huge question marks at quarterback. I'm less worried about his running backs. Um, I, I do like Miles Sanders. I do like Melvin Gordon. Um, he doesn't really have a flex running back, unfortunately. Uh, and his next, you know, actually like, I think, you know, this is interesting. Round 13, 14, 15, he went uh, three wide receivers again. And I would even say those three wide receivers, John Brown, Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, huge picks back there. I think he's got uh, a lot of good receivers and maybe you want to even see him trade one of those off for maybe an upgrade at QB or something like that. But you all, uh, you know my thoughts on Ryan Tannehill. I think, uh, you know, great guy. I'm glad to see the run, rooted for him on the run. Um, I think the Titans had to pay him. I don't think they had a choice, um, but I'm not a believer. I don't think he's a long-term solution. We saw enough of him in Miami to know who he is. Uh, I don't think he's a star in the league. Uh, and speaking of uh, Titans adjacent thing, uh, you know, Derek Carr, I I love Mariota. I was sad to see him get hurt. I've been sad his whole career watching him uh, not work out well. Um, but I, I just kind of have a feeling he's going to get out there just a little closer to his home state uh, out there <laughs> on the West Coast as close as, uh, you know, as that goes. But um, I, I think he has a chance at o- overthrowing Derek Carr. And unfortunately, Brady does not have Mariota on his team. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but again, I do like uh, one pick I have to highlight, Dallas Goddard, the backup tight end in Philadelphia. <laughs> Mm, very good love pick. goddard love uh, it too brady took him about a round before i was hoping to to, to catch him uh and so it actually caused me to take a, another tight end really closely after my first so uh that could be a star in the making uh once zach Ertz gets out of the league who is your number eight so my number eight is is colton and 
Colton is number eight, uh, not because I necessarily think he picked terribly poorly, but when I looked at his team, I thought to myself, man, if this team produces like what they could, what they've done as their each of their like historical bests, that team is ridiculous. But there's just a lot of question marks again. So we have like Le'Veon Bell, who I've had for the last two years. I had to suffer through his holdout and then went back to the well again the next year, and he did fine for me there. But I just I don't really trust him. Keenan Allen getting. You know, starting to get a little older. T.Y. Hilton, maybe he's better up with Philip Rivers under center, but, you know, he's also getting slightly older. Jared Cook, I think Austin Eckler was a pretty solid pickup there in the third round. So, and, you know, his he's got Jimmy G sitting on the bench for him. But just, the, again, not a lot of, a lot of players who they would be listed as, like, boomer bust. So I think if he manages his team well week to week, he could be very scary. Um, if he can, because if he has so many potential boom players, yeah, I think that's a good uh, analysis. Um, this may be one of the biggest uh, differences in our rankings. I'm not going to reveal where Colton is, but I'll say um, it's going to be a little bit before we talk about him. So I'll I'll just kind of leave that hanging out there. Um, so we'll, we'll move up now to number seven, uh, where I have Ryan Oding's team uh, here. Um, See, the thing with Ryan's team, I like it. I like uh, Nick Chubb a lot. I like Kenny Galladay a lot. I love A.J. Brown. So I love the top of his team. Uh, I think it's very strong. Um, The problem is there is just no running back depth, and I am scared for him. Uh, You've got Nick Chubb and Marlon Mack, who I think are a great one-two punch. Um, He's got a solid set of three receivers that can start. Michael Gallup will be in his flex. But then after that, you're looking at Damian Williams or Duke Johnson. I'm um, just never really going to trust a Chiefs running back right now. They Ever since Kareem Hunt left, it uh, doesn't seem like they've found their big one guy that we know they like to use. Um, a lot of people think that the Chiefs are going to go with the running back in this draft. If they do, I think that's going to kill Williams' value. Duke Johnson is aging. He, he didn't turn out to be what people thought he was going to be in Houston. Maybe he turns it around. Uh, he's going to have to do some more work with Hopkins gone. Um but after that, there's just not a lot here for me to love. He does have Mariota, which I'm proud of. Um, huge gamble on Antonio Brown. I uh, like to see those gambles. Uh, but he's got good quarterbacks, uh, and he's got a good starting lineup. That's why I put him up at seven. Uh, if he can, his team can stay healthy, it can make a run. Um, but I, I'm a little nervous about the running backs. Yeah, I, I actually have him in the exact same spot. Ryan is also in that same position for me for a lot of the things you said i do think i my thing came more from again i don't love mayfield and stafford and marcus and jacoby as your quarterbacks like it's a lot of people who either twilight of their careers tough teams around them or backups now at least Mm. for a year um i did it just seems like again maybe you know i think maybe i'm giving a little bit too much uh, value to the fact that he has both Darwin Thompson and Damian Williams. So like talking about the carousel of running backs in Kansas City, he's got two of the ones who could potentially be that workhorse. So I think he has that potential for one of those if they settle in to be a huge bolster to his team. And that's true. And that's fair. You know, he does have the fourth pick in the rookie draft. So maybe he's got a chance to plug that hold. You know, like I said, that's my biggest gripe with his team is the running back position. If he's able to draft a, a, a strong one at the fourth pick, you know, maybe he jumps up a couple spots for me. 
All right, heading up to number six. We're almost to the halfway mark here. Um, I'm probably going to make some people upset here, but I have Mr. William Spicer at uh, six here. Uh, let me talk you through why I've got you here, Spice. Uh, love your first two picks. Thought probably probably the best one-two punch of any uh, one in the first two rounds with Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Uh, also love Aaron Jones. A um, little concerned about your quarterbacks. You've got some age there with, with Breeze and Matt Ryan. Uh, and so I was really expecting you to make a play for an early rookie draft pick. As we know, we've got Joe Burrow and, and Tua up at the top here, Justin Herbert. Um, but you opted to wait. Uh, you're going to be drafting at uh, the 10th position there. So um, a little worried about your QBs. Um, and then also with your receivers, love Thielen. I think he's going to be a monster this year. Um, not sure if uh, he's going to be better or worse without his partner in crime, Stefan Diggs, but uh, I think he's got a good career ahead of him. And I love Hollywood Brown. Let me just tell you, at the number two spot, uh, there's not a, a guy I would rather have there than uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, super solid speed athlete, tied to Lamar Jackson for his career. Um, I think that's an awesome pick. Thank you. Yeah. So I would say my quarterbacks, so I would agree that like, they are old. This is, I built this team. So the reason I went for the 10th round is because I knew if I wasn't going to be in the top three or four picks, it's not worth it to me mm. to go ahead and go for it. So that's why I, if, if you notice, I got Terry Bridgewater really late as a flyer quarterback. See if he breaks out and really gets the cut step to his own. He's been a starter before. I think he's going to be fine. And then Drew Brees is backup who the saints seem to have really loved in Taysom Hill. I know it was sort of like a meme pick for, but, <laughs> but um, you know, if Drew Brees goes down, I could still have some some stability at quarterback, I think, there, especially with Kamara and some of the outside guys. I think they make any quarterback be able to do some stuff long term, just enough to get me through to see how it plays out for the rest of it. But yeah, I also sold out. I got three of Arizona's receivers, so I'm planning on one of them. I have a lot riding on Kyler Murray's uh, progression this year. Yeah, you also have uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison, both of the Green Bay Packers. And I think one of those guys surely will take a step up this year. I'm not worried about Devin Funches uh, going to the Packers now. Uh, so you may have uh, gotten a late round uh, good receiver in one of those guys as well. Yeah. All right, so who do you have at six? I have Katie at six. And this is uh, actually similar to the reasons you had, except I think that her potential to be really good the first two to three years is quite probable so I'm, I'm thinking like she might have some struggles uh come years five six seven but for now i think she's going to be pretty solid barring any catastrophic injuries to some of her top end talent uh i think she'll have some productive years coming for her yeah and i and i uh you know i really waited her uh uh, or sorry, weighted the age of this team a lot in my ranking of 10. Uh, if I were to do a separate ranking of just year one, I would have her much higher than number 10. So I absolutely respect that. Uh, it's a big four spot difference for us. Uh, probably, uh, uh, I won't give anything away, but it's it's a pretty big, pretty big difference. Maybe the biggest one yet. Um, but yeah, good. I like that ranking there for her. All right, top half rankings one through five. Here we go. My fifth ranked team is Aaron Park. Um, I like a lot of things about Aaron Park's team. Love Christian McCaffrey. Love Deshaun Watson. A little nervous about Julio Jones in the third round. He's getting old. Um, not a big fan of Dak Prescott. Uh, but 
I just need to say two of his picks were amazing. Uh, Todd Gurley in the sixth and David Johnson in the eighth. I know these are very risky picks. They're not very popular picks. People are down on these two guys. Uh, I love him. And if you actually look at the draft board, uh, he drafted the spot before me in round six and eight. He took those two guys. And if it uh, would have been up to me, I would have had Todd Gurley and David Johnson on my team with those two picks. Uh, so a little, little bit of a spite there. Um, but yeah, I love this team. Nice. So, so that was your number five, right? Yes. Okay. So from at my number five, I'm going to have Noah Moyer coming in. Uh, again, probably we're probably on opposite ends of how we're thinking of like win now, win later. It seems I think that his team sort of is the exact inverse of Katie's. That's why they ended up at five, six together there. Um, you know, I love his team especially for the future really comes down to how some of these guys develop, you know, Corey Davis coming up at the end of his, his deal. See if he can put it together now, mm. you know, having a little more stability with quarterback, <clears throat> maybe some stuff comes together, um, has a really good starting lineup. And then as it moves down, it's really just kind of hoping for the old, for a changing of the old guard to me. And that the development along with that retirement of older players works out in his favor. Absolutely. I'll save my thoughts on Noah for just a little bit as we move on to number four. <clears throat> and I'm going to put here Mr. Colton Hyen. Uh, I know uh, this was one of our other big uh, disagreements in this in this ranking here. Uh, but let me talk about this for a second. Uh, I love Joe Mixon. If uh, there's anyone that likes Joe Mixon more than me, it's Colton. Um, but I'm I'm right with him. I think it's justified. I think Mixon is a special player. I think he has the potential to be the best running back in the league. Uh, and unfortunately, he hasn't been able to show it because he's had a horrible offensive line. He's been stuck with Andy Dalton. AJ Green was hurt. But my friends, good news is coming. Joe Burrow is coming. Uh, I think him and Mixon are going to really turn things around in Cincinnati. Love Mixon as the cornerstone of this team. Uh, love Lamar Jackson. Uh, and you, you've just seen him take some really smart picks. Uh, just l- listen to these uh, receivers. Tyler Boyd tied to Joe Burrow. T.Y. Hilton, at least for this year, going to have Phillip Rivers. Will Fuller, top dog maybe in Houston now that Hopkins is gone. Le'Veon Bell in the ninth round. Um, you know, he's old. He's getting old, but he's still Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I love uh, Hawkinson there at the tight end. A lot of boom bust, as you said earlier, uh, but I have big things in mind for Colton Hine. Nice. Number well, my, four for you. My number four is you, Hunter. Awesome. Um, so thought it was a really solid drafting by you. I think my my biggest uh, sort of like the player that I was skeptical of is was Carson Wentz. Just I just don't Same. know what to do with him. Uh, he, you love him one year, and then the next year it seems like he just doesn't quite do it. Um, there's been there's going to be a lot of turnover, you know, Deshaun Jackson and some of those guys are going to be changing in. Just curious to see how all that goes down there in Philly. I know they are pretty pass dependent, so that helps him. Like he's going to be still chucking it around the yard. Uh, but that was the one that really sort of made me feel like I don't really know. Uh, and I don't love I still don't love Dwayne Haskins or Tyrod Taylor quite as much as you. I don't think. Uh, Daniel Jones, I still think, is a good pick, though. I think that if Carson Wentz doesn't work out that this season, Daniel Jones probably has a good chance to step in and be be the guy that you kind of want Carson Wentz to be, and he's kind of replaceable. Yeah, I really struggled with Carson Wentz. Um, I, I just kind of had to, to pick him there. I saw uh, there was three quarterbacks taken in, in round four. Uh, with that, I had a long way to go before it was going to be my next pick. Uh, I had to pull the trigger. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take fourth. I'm happy with that. All right, 
With that, it is time to move into our top three as we end this podcast. Uh, so for me, number three is going to be uh, heavily weighted for his youth, Noah Moyers. Uh, I was just really impressed with Noah's draft overall. Uh, that's why he landed here for me. Uh, he shirt up his running backs with uh, Zeke and Dalvin Cook in the f- first couple rounds. Uh, I could talk about Kyler Murray for an hour. I love Kyler Murray, especially now with uh, DeAndre Hopkins there. Um, Big fan of Christian Kirk as well, which is good for you, Spice. Um, But I just really think he's set for a long time at quarterback with Murray. And even with Jared Goff, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Goff, but I think he's safe to be a a starter for a while. And if not, he's got Drew Locke there to to back him up. Um, He's got a decent rookie pick. um, Good receivers, young receivers. And that's my only question. I almost put him lower um, because of the receivers. They're they're almost too young, in my opinion, uh, with Debo, DK, and DJ. Um, three very cool Ds there. But um, we'll see. If if all these guys take the step forward that they can in their third and second year, then uh, who knows? Uh, Noah could take home the championship year one. That's fair. That's fair. We sort of, I sort of had the same thing. We were pretty clo- actually closer than you sort of made it out to be to me there. Um, at the three spot, I had myself at three uh, mainly because if I'm being honest, I'm actually uh, drafted in such a way that I'm looking to trade for a quarterback. So if anyone needs mm. a starting running back out there, give me a shout because I'm pretty loaded down at that position. You are. And that was one of the things I, I actually had a note next to your name at six um, with if you could figure out the quarterback position, your flex uh, situation is so good um, that it, it makes up for a little bit of a iffy uh, wide receiver situation because James Connor as your fourth running back is just nasty. Um, so yeah, wouldn't be surprised to see you make a trade there. Uh, and if you do, I think it could be good. I, I like. I, I don't think it's unfair to have yourself there at number three. All right, our top two here. Um, maybe this is could be predictions of our finals. Uh, I know one name we ha- both haven't said yet, so that's a guarantee. But I'm gonna have to put my <laughs> put myself there at number two. Uh, I did not put myself at number one. Um, it was hard to rank myself, but I I, I drafted these guys. I like them uh, mainly because you know I, I could see someone not liking my team for having Carry On Johnson as my second running back, but I believe in him a lot. I think he's super talented. Uh, so I feel comfortable having him behind Barkley. I love my receiver core. Uh, if Calvin Ridley is all that we think he's going to be as a third wide receiver, I, I'm really happy with that. Um, but I, my biggest question mark and the reason I couldn't put myself number one for sure is my tight ends. Um, I've got Noah Fant and Mike Gusecki, two young guys. Noah Fant actually had a pretty decent year as a rookie, um, but uh, who knows? Uh you know, I took him there. Uh, I, I wanted to take a w- receiver, or sorry, a tight end earlier, um, but they just kept going away. And uh, he's tied to Drew Locke, so I really hope that as a young quarterback, he'll rely on Fant and uh, make that pick worth my time. Yeah, I would agree. And, and again, you know, I thought you're very close to where I ranked you. Pretty similar reasons again for where you think you're feeling like your team is right there. Uh, my my number two, so we're going to be uh, on the same page for number one here, uh, was Mr. Aaron. So mm. one of the things with Aaron is I felt like he had, he probably has one of the best balances of like star young talent to like peaking at the right time talent mixed with some old veterans. Like I think Julio Jones still has one more like solid year in him. Um, he had a lot of good value picks. I think, I think his round six, seven, eight might've been like three of the best rounds for any single mm. player going Todd yeah. Gurley, Austin Hooper, David Johnson. Yep. Um, I think that his biggest question mark is really at wide receiver. It's, it's really about 
What does Julian Edelman do without Tom Brady? What does Julio Jones do here towards getting towards the end of his career? And how do some of these sort of like boom bust players like, you know, like the Sammy Watkins of the world who's still young, but like has found himself in an odd role in Kansas City right now with the amount of talent around him. Uh, some players like Alan Lazard, like there's he just has McCole Hardman who sort of had a breakout towards the end of the season last year. It's just a lot of players who could really do it for him for a, for a while. And he has some time to let them develop. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, loved Dante Pettis. This was a, my favorite uh, like later round pick, number 20. Uh, hasn't done much yet, but just I really think that guy is uh, is a good player. All right, so let's uh, end the podcast here with just a couple minutes on Mr. Wyatt Keener, who has uh, the unanimous number one team. And I think it comes down to this. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Joe Burrow on the same team. <laughs> yeah, This guy is set at quarterback for foreseeably the next 15 years if he wants to be, a barring injury or, or, or just not painting out. Um, he's going to have two of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, two of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, um, to pair that with three really young wide receivers who are all stellar picks. Uh, and here's the thing. Earlier, you, t- you heard me say I hated the Chris Carson pick. That's his number one running back. But... I'll be dang if the kid doesn't go on in rounds 10 through 13 and pick four running backs that I just adore. Darius Geis, Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, and Daryl Henderson. Two of those guys are going to emerge as starters, I think, in this in this league. Uh, and so the Chris Carson pick, throw it out the window. I don't even care. Um, he's going to be fine. He's got a young tight end and Mark Andrews that I love with uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, this guy was the number one pick in the draft. And I think he's got the best team. Yep, totally agree. Uh you know, especially because even even barring some sort of just horrific thing that happened to Joe Burrows or Pat Mahomes that the NFL would hate to see happen, he's still got Tom Brady and and Jarrett Stidham going up to New England. You you got to put a little bit of faith in in the Patriots at this point to figure out a way to win, even without Tom Brady. It's not just all him. Uh, I think also he had a really sneaky like pick coming in at that fifth round with obj i think most of us mm-hmm. were scared away from how obj will do uh, he takes the chance he's in a good spot to do that uh given his quarterback situation i think he was a good pick i agree i uh, would have loved for obj to fall back a couple more spots to me there um <clears throat> also you know something i wanted to highlight in round two at the eighth pick i took mike evans and two picks later uh why it took chris godwin i think the the pick I struggled with most. If you look at the timer, I probably took the longest on that pick right there. And I was deciding between those two Tampa Bay receivers and really just couldn't figure out, you know, in the short term, which one works better with uh, Tom Brady, probably Chris Godwin long term. Who's the better player. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I like his picks there. I think this is a great team. Uh, I'm glad to see that we agreed on most of our uh, rankings and had Wyatt here as number one. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait to dive in with more of the managers here, some of their thoughts about how the draft went, some plans for their future. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in to our first episode of the Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. Please uh, follow CG Adam Schefter on Twitter, where you will see all sorts of breaking news, trade rumors, and much more uh, as well. Coming up on uh, episode two and beyond, we'll have interviews with each of you. Uh, as well as some more talk about the draft and uh, the upcoming rookie draft. So thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm Hunter Hawes. I'm William Spicer.